0: This is WrestleZone Zone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Welcome back, Zone Radio listeners. It's me, Nick Hausman, and we got a big interview for you here today. Surprise out of nowhere. Didn't even know it was going to happen. It's almost as if it dropped out from the skies. WWE Hall of Famer Lita, a.k.a. Amy Dumas, has a brand new show out. She's hosting it. It's called the UFO Show. It's over on the TV network. ASYTV.com. Go find the app over on Roku. It's all aliens, and uh, we had the chance to chat about it. Uh, Because of the situation, the timing, I was only able to connect with her via phone, so the audio is not as crisp and clean as you're going to hear right now. It actually kind of sounds like maybe we were sending transmissions out in the deserts of Arizona or New Mexico. I hope you guys enjoy it. In fact, I know you're going to enjoy it. Go check out her show, and here it is. All right, my interview, without further ado, with Amy Dumas. Amy,
1: thank you very much for taking uh, the time to chat with me here today.
2: Surprise! Hello.
1: Yes, I'm stoked about this. I love uh UFOs. UFO show of course is going to be on ASY TV. And I got to ask, why are you are you like a UFO fan? Are you a fanatic about the extraterrestrials?
2: Yes. I it's it's a kind of new thing by knew I say it was in the last 5 years or so. Um and I was speaking with with Brandon who owns this I T V TV and and he was like uh yeah, we should. You should do. You should do a show on our network. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe so. And i would kind of done a couple guest stuff, guest spots with him, and on his show. Go, go there, eat that. And then we were talking UFOs one night, and he was like, "That's what your show should be." And I was like, "Cool." Um, but but so yeah, it just kind of happened happened that way. And then and then the actual take on the show, uh, and it's kind of formed itself as we were filming.
1: Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be exploring, like, UFO culture and these different cities that are are famous for UFOs and and sightings like that. And you're going to – you go to Roswell, New Mexico in the very first episode. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it ended up being. It, It is more just, like, UFOs being the thread, that links us all together in this kind of subculture thing. And this, um, and yeah, so we'll go to like famous sightings or famous places that, that have some UFO lore behind it. But then it ends up just being kind of a human interest thing. And I end up just talking with the people of the town and, and getting the, you know, kind of tracing the breadcrumbs of who knows what or who thinks what. And, um, I ended up meeting, we just, yeah, three, three or four different towns on this first run and, um came in contact with just, like, a lot of cool, fun people, and it's almost like, oh, and they all happen to like UFOs. So it, it's more my speed of just going out, hitting the road without a, um, a strict schedule, pulling over wherever we feel like it, and asking people what's the word in their town.
1: So when you go to a place like Roswell, New Mexico, did you leave believing more, or were you like, you know what, this is just a little much for me I don't know if I'm any more sold than I was before
2: no it just felt like a fun party it it is great though when you go to those towns uh, or you know some places that do have that are pretty thick in their UFO lore and and just how chill they are about like oh yeah I mean they're out there I don't I don't really know how or what that means or whatever but yeah like it's just very matter-of-fact when there's when they're closer connected to a specific happening. And sure. that, that's kind of fun because I I do feel it's, been, so it has, like I said, it's been an interest of mine for about five years, but I'm usually a little apprehensive who I bring the topic up with. Cause you just don't know how it'll be received And, and you know, and then when you find so it's almost like, Oh, you like it too? Wow. So what do you know? Did you read this article? Or do you want to you think about, you know, and you're kind of just off to the races like that, you know, just kind of spitting about, about the topic. But but the thing that when I was talking to people was like, well, how did you end up here? How did how did you end up in your current life and, and stuff in, in its relation to UFO culture? And so that's, you know, the fun thing. I love just hearing people's different journeys that they take to get well, where they end up in, in their current moment.
1: So, so do you have a story? I mean, you say about five years ago is when you got into this. Did something happen in the woods? Did a light come down or anything like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. So, yeah, uh, so I was with, traveling with a friend, and, and we were in Sedona, which we do in this series. It'll be later on in the series, and, and we go, and there's this place called the New Age Center, and there's pamphlets for for every kind of thing, paranormal tours, UFO tours, you know, psychic readings, tarot, all, all all that whole genre of stuff, you know, and we're just kind of soaking it in, like, oh, look at all this stuff, this is cool, you know, like, Fun to take in on vacation kind of thing. And then, so this one flyer said, sighting guaranteed or your money back, UFO, or like UFO tours, right? Well, this is just great. I love that this is a flyer. You know, like, let's just, uh, it's worth my money just to, just to go, you know, on on someone that's going to tell me that a sighting is guaranteed. and. Sure. And so this woman is Melinda Leslie and she's been a lifelong experiencer and researcher and she arrives and she's just kind of like, like the person that made the flyer, like that you think would be, you know what I mean? You're like, this is great. But then she kind of switched into her zone, which is UFO, you know, knowledge about UFOs. And so she's like, okay, well, when you're, when you're. Looking for UFOs, you first you have to identify everything that you can put a name on, you know, stars, planets, meteors, uh, commercial airplanes, military airplanes, satellites, and kind of runs down everything and how to identify all that stuff. And she's like, okay, so anything else we see is unidentified, right? I'm not saying there's a green man driving it, but I'm saying that we don't know what that is. And we had these Gen 3 military goggles on, and there was just all kinds of stuff up there. We were up in this, where these three vortexes converge um, on this plateau in, in Sedona. And she was just showing us all kinds of stuff. And it just made me, I was like, that's so cool. I have no idea what I just saw. But it was really interesting and it's cool to think about what else is out there in our generally myopic world and vision where we're just like the end all, be all, most important things in the galaxy. You know, to just to think about there being... Other species out there. So, I mean, it more it was like it did more than we anticipated. We thought we were getting a fun tourist gag, but we actually had you know got to see some pretty cool stuff. And I've gone and done the tour like four times now.
1: Wow. Okay. This that uh, that's incredible. Uh, I I grew up in a small town in Texas. I saw lights and stuff. I totally believe. I I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, at what what are, where does the line get drawn for you? I mean, are you are do you believe in like lizard people? Uh, or is that like, is that too too out there for
2: you? No, I just kind of believe in like, you know, we don't know unless it's in front of you, you know, I kind of, I, I I can read all the conspiracy theories and I can take it, but I take it in with a grain of salt, you know, and it's like, okay, that's interesting. That's one way to think about it. That's one way to connect these very far spaced out dots that you, you formed a linear thought process on, you know, but they're, other theories as well and I kind of just like I like reading things I that you don't have to have the answers to and just go okay it's just something to think about Um, and I I like just being open to the possibility so it's I don't have a ton of concrete opinions based on it I just have a pretty deep interest and I like talking to people that have concrete opinions to go how did you form your opinion you know, and and listening to kind of some of the facts that have thrown themselves in the path of other people and go, okay, well, that fact wasn't thrown in front of me via a gray or something, you know, in the middle of the night in the woods, but not calling you a liar, you know. You, you said you
1: said a, an interesting term there. I don't know that the listeners necessarily caught it or, or maybe no, a gray. What is, what is a gray?
2: Well, you know, you had just asked do i you know believe in lizard people and so that would be referred to as a species that is commonly reported about of the reptilians uh you know that are kind of like a lizard hybrid and then the grays are also another commonly reported species and that's that thing that that a lot of people see that's like kind of like et was a hybrid of you know like a, a short um gray large head, or with a big black eyes and i think three fingers and, you know, just kind of that image that we see in our, you know, in the ether, you know, you see it out there, whether you know about it or not. And then another really common one are the Pleiadians are kind of like a Nordic, a Nordic Scandinavian God kind of looking one. And those are, you know, potentially, you know, talked about as to be walking amongst us, you know, undetected. And, And so, so those would be like three very common themes that you'll come across when people are talking about their encounters.
1: Yeah, I I just, I I think it's awesome to hear you talk like this. You're so knowledgeable at the subject matter. And, you know, it's something that, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit, you know, in some ways like pro wrestling where, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm a fan of of UFO culture, you know, there's almost like a little bit of a stigma there. But if you get into it, there's some really awesome people. I mean, did you notice any similarities between like wrestling fans and like UFO fans?
2: Yeah, you know, because so wrestling is, no matter how much cred it gets, no matter how many celebrities, mainstream celebrities are involved in it, it's like the black sheep of entertainment, you know? And, but there are some really cool people, some great things and cool things that happen within it that you're not going to know if you're not open to just watching it as entertainment, soak it in. And I love bringing friends, that my friends that have never watched wrestling, but here, just go to a live event. Like, you're going to have a blast. But you, you don't have to know anything. Just take it in and, and have a good time. And so I see that with the UFO culture. There's like, oh, it's a really interesting and fun thing to get into if you can just let your mind be open to not, not, to, to fight your preconceived notions that you may have on the subject and just listen. And then you might find it interesting or enjoyable to, to get into.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and, You know, I got the little, I got the synopsis here of of what to expect from the show. Of course, you go to Roswell in this first episode, you know, people see photos of Roswell. You know, you got the people dressed up in in goofy alien stuff, little shops everywhere. But in episode two, you actually go to Area 51. Now, that's a whole different thing. That's a government facility. I mean, what was it like kind of being in that space, Area 51, where you would all like, uh, was it fun or was it like a little bit intimidating?
2: So, yeah, you can't get in Area 51. We just went to area 51 <laughs> which is like a like the the area that it is and um got into the people in Rachel Nevada which is the the closest town that was butt up against area 51 and then all of the things that they've seen all of the the people from all over the world go to this Rachel Nevada specifically because it's the town that butts up to area 51 looking for answers and so that was really cool to You know, of course, same thing as Roswell. Everyone that lives there and Rachel, they're just like, oh, yeah, there's stuff up there. But they're so matter-of-fact and just like, you know, it's the same as like, yeah, this cup of coffee's hot sitting in front of me. You know, they don't think twice about just being free with like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff up there. You know, but then talking about the people coming from all over the world just searching for answers.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I, I would love to go to Area 51. What's the What's the coolest thing you heard somebody from Area 51 describe to you? Was there something you, like, remember somebody saying where you're like, no way, there's no way that can be real?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, so inside the little alien, which is the only kind of official stop of rest on the extraterrestrial highway, is um, it's kind of like little single-wide trailers uh, divided into hotel rooms, and then the... Restaurant and bar is like a double wide trailer, but inside there's all of these photographs, you know, like the people go and print out photographs um, oh staple to the wall of all of the different shapes of all of the craft that, that have been spotted fly, flying overhead there, Just broad daylight and, you know, and everything from kind of crappy stuff to like where you're kind of like ah, was there was like a spot on that camera when it was developed you know everything from that to like whoa what is shaped like that and just hovering in the air like you know and that's the thing of that with the electromagnetic field that can produce certain glows and looks that our everything that that we know of that flies doesn't produce an electromagnetic field And so that's the thing that's really interesting because that's something tangible that you can measure, not only with instruments that measure electromagnetic activity, but also that produce these glows from the electromagnetic field with the gases in our atmosphere. So that's some cool stuff to see um, photographic evidence of that we don't have the capability of explaining away.
1: Uh, awesome. Yes. Uh, I, w- I have here to ask you about uh, the black mailbox from Area 51. Oh, man. I, I have no idea what this is. I'm fascinated by whatever a black mailbox in Area 51 could be.
2: It sounds cool, and it is cool. So so between Nevada and California, there's this road, and they, it's now dubbed the Extraterrestrial Highway. And there's now there's a few more little things, but mainly like gift shops and stuff along the way. But but growing up, or, you know, or prior, whatever, the, the, there was no markers on this road that Area 51 is off of. Area 51 is off of like a nine, depending on which route you take, a nine or 13-mile dirt road into this, whatever it is, an underground base, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. You can't get in there because there's tall barbed wire fences, you know, way before you get to the actual thing being like, nope, turn around, go back, no photography, no drones, you're being watched, abort right now, you know. Um, so there's, there's that, but, um, the only identifying thing on this extraterrestrial highway was a dude's black mailbox, his personal mailbox where he'd get mail, he's a cattle rancher, and that was how he got his mail. So you have people that wanted to go UFO watching would say, let's meet at the black mailbox, you know, at at this time, because there was nowhere, there's no other thing that's identifiable. uh, Well, it kind of became a tourist. Lot, you know black mailboxes me at the black mailbox and people would go and they would write letters to the aliens you know like you'd write to santa claus at the north pole or whatever you know and and it, it kind of became this tourist trap kind of thing you know and not tourist trap because there's nothing to buy there you know but but so people would go hang out at the black mailbox they'd have bonfires of course then they'd throw bottles and just you know something gets trash you can't have nice things right people don't take care of things but it's just part of actual mailbox um Granted, his property is, goes way, way back, and the mailbox is at the road. And so one time, these kids came out, and they snatched it with a baseball bat. And so this guy, got he just got sick of it. And he was like, you know what? He pulled the mailbox out and went and got a P.O. box in town. But so people still have <sighs> the GPS coordinates of it. And they would go, and they would still have bonfires there. They would still leave notes for the aliens, you know, just like under a rock and stuff. So there's just always if you guys there. Trash and bottles but and, and like fun stuff, too, though, you know, um, all. So so I thought for our project that that we should um, maybe re-up the black mailbox on this dude's private property. I, I don't know okay. if it was legal or a good idea. I mean, I know it actually was not legal and not a good idea, but um, but yeah, so that's in one of the episodes.
1: Uh, that's awesome. Uh, now what do you think's going on at Area 51? Do you have like a personal opinion about what's going on there?
2: I mean, I, I, so that's the whole thing as far as like, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to, but stick clear of some conspiracy theories. For sure. There is a government operation going on. Now, is it in conjunction with other species? I don't know. However, I do know that they go really far out of their way to keep it super secret. And so, well, why? Why are you keeping it secret? And that, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with or anybody listening, but the Janet Airlines, you know, so there's an an airline that's specifically to take people. It's like an unmarked um, airline called Janet Air that um, will take people that need to do business there at Area 51. But it, it's totally off. Off the radar, so where you can't track you can't you, this flight never existed, it never happened. these people were never there you know it's it's designed for ease of transportation to get people in and out of area fifty one without there being a way to detect that, so you know it's just one of those well why why are why are we going to such great lengths to, to get these get people in there to make sure that you can't know that they're in there um it's pretty. Interesting for sure, but I can't say I don't have enough information that I feel good about to go. Yeah, the government's totally working side by side with other species to form new technology.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you have any opinions on moon bases? Do you think there's a reason we haven't gone back to the moon? Do you think there's more going on? Yeah, I there? think we were
2: never there. <laughs> like, why? Why can we? Why do we have the technology in the '60s? You know, so so to go to go there, but not, you know, all this time later to not go back. And the way the the photography is from there, something is like, again, you know, something that you could just never run out of information and articles and and people's theories on, on what's going on there. Okay, just just wondering, just throwing
1: some, <laughs> some stuff out there that I've been thinking yeah. about recently. Uh, well, that's super cool. And we talked a little bit about Sedona, how you got, you know, indoctrinated, it sounds like, into the UFO culture there. And you might be off to Mexico here uh, in the coming episodes. Now, that's a hotbed. We're talking, you know, Aztec temples, uh, ancient aliens. I'm sure that those are all concepts that you're very open to and excited to explore.
2: Oh, for sure. And then what I love, too, is, excuse me, um, huh, I just saved it. I was gonna sneeze on you. Um, but that that um, I mean, there along with some other places like in Russia, and, but um, where there's been like hundreds of things in the sky at once, where there's just all kinds of footage that you know it's like that's very unexplainable. That where will be like mass, I don't know, visitings, uh, sightings, but but you know where there's in the hundreds of things in the sky at one time. And in Mexico City is is one of those hotbeds and of course Mexico City in general is just such a cherished place for me in in its culture and of course it's starting my journey in wrestling um and then yeah it's a, it's a bonus that it's heavy in it's uh UFO lore.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I cannot wait for this. Um, while I got here, I got two wrestling questions, and one of them is alien related. The other one I'm going to turn into an alien related question. But the first one is <laughs> what What is up with Triple H and all the alien symbolism? I don't. I mean, I don't know that anybody really notices it. You have to notice it. What is up with that? What is up with the the alien symbolism in Triple H and the pro wrestling?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I feel like maybe what, like a, a costume designer has to, <laughs> like, does he know? Is he on it? Um, I I've never, I would think so. I've never discussed aliens with, with Triple H, although m- maybe we could bond over that. Maybe that should be uh, the the thing. I, I, I broach with him next time we are, we're just hanging out.
1: Uh, I absolutely would love to hear that conversation. Go back. It was like two WrestleManias ago. Uh, he posted a tweet the day after that was like an alien skull with some Latin under it. And it scared the crap out of me because I was like, what does this man know? What is he trying to tell the <laughs> world right now? I'm not really sure. Uh, the last one is I'll turn this into an alien, you know, uh, alien distant land, uh, that kind of thing. Obviously WWE was over Saudi Arabia. Women didn't get to go along. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, the The choice that WWE made to do the show and not bring the women along with them.
2: So I understand that they are a business, a global business, and always looking to expand their global presence. However, I do feel it's a direct conflict of interest with them maintaining any t- integrity or truth to the fact that they say that they would like to push forward women and their roles and their um representation in the industry as anything remotely resembling an equal to a male
1: uh would you in hindsight being 2020 what it is would you have maybe if you'd have been in the room recommended guys this is not we shouldn't make this deal this is not worth the money we're going to get in exchange for it
2: um Go no, make make the money that's fine, but don't try to cover it up and be like, Oh no, we, we we're doing this because we would like to in the future be able to help progress their culture forward. No, you wanted money and that's fine. You're a business. Businesses make money. That's that's okay. But you know, from from your perspective yeah. over there, I don't own your business, so that's okay. But but as from a PR perspective, don't try to be like, No, 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 we're doing it because we want to help progress that that culture for no, it's their direct conflict of interest. In my in my opinion,
1: yeah, that's fine. I mean, obviously, you're a WWE Hall of Famer, one of the greatest female wrestlers, superstars of all time in WWE. So I felt I should ask. It's something everybody, I'm sure, would like to hear your opinion on. Uh, but more importantly, I guess maybe not more importantly, social justice first <laughs> here. But second of all, UFOs, everybody, the UFO show coming to ASY TV. Now this is an uh, this is like a a web app, a web channel. It's on Roku that people can, can watch. Tell us a little bit about ASY TV and how the easiest way to find the show is.
2: Yeah, so it, there, it, it was originally Asylum. So it's Asy TV, um, kind of short short for Asylum. And it's, it's really cool. I, I came across it from meeting Brandon, who owns the platform, as far as just, like, it's like a pirate station. You know, everyone on there is just doing things that they are personally interested in on a shoestring budget, all DIY, um, and, and the topics are, they're, it's really varied. It's like a pretty cool collection. It reminds me a little bit of like Viceland channel um, in, a, in a curated way, but just a, a large range of people's personal interests and done just really, you know, and it is like a human, human interest channel, you know, and the human connection in all of these different subjects. And so, yeah, you can go on com and check it out over there. Or, yeah, you can just do it straight from your Roku and um, download the channel and then watch it on there. And besides the UFO show, there's uh, it, there's a lot of cool content on there that I'm, I'm seeing as I'm playing around in, in there to keep you busy for a bit.